The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On the Viewpoint. You know, I work with municipalities. I come across municipalities writing off debt of customers. When they write off debt of customers, when I do a data cleansing on you, I discover that you are working probably in a government department, your wife is working as a police officer or a nurse, but the municipality write off your debt because the councillors wants to remain politically relevant in the wards. Sometimes they write off debts of prominent people in the world because they want to remain politically relevant. That is what is destroying municipalities. That's why they cannot even recover revenue. That's why they cannot even pay ESCOM or even render services. Now, the biggest challenge in municipalities, uh, I'm saying this without fear or favor, if we are not going to choose academics and visionaries in municipalities to lead our wards or to become councillors or mayors, we are going to see the credibility of the country going down. Yeah, that's that's pretty hard to swallow for the most part. Mr. Mielani Huleni, we talk again. Good evening. Good evening and good evening to your listeners, Songezo. You sound a lot more optimistic than I am after listening to that clip and after watching the day's news as it pertains to what the Auditor General presented to us. Do you want to take us through that? Well, well, there's a memo's task ahead of us, and I think uh, us who are practitioners within the sector, mm. uh, we are really are looking at uh, the uh, grim uh, set of results that have come through. And what we've seen as uh, observed by the uh, Auditor General is the decline in terms of uh, even the municipalities who are doing well. Mm. And we pin it down at uh, diesel consulting to leadership, uh, accountability, consequence management, skills, as well as the filling of vacancies uh, with uh, the critical skills. So on our side, what we are seeing more and more is that uh, as soon as uh, skilled people are leaving the sector, and we've seen that uh, the, the skilled people are leaving in droves, whoever comes through as a replacement is not necessarily ready to be able to assume such a position, and there are long cycles uh, that they go through to be able to find suitable replacement. So those are some of the things that may have caused uh, a breakdown in terms of uh, the, 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 the set of results that were starting to uh, uh, come through that were positive. And right now we are seeing that uh, there's really a, a, a grim picture that we are seeing. If you are in South Africa right now, you have been grossly let down. 25 billion of all pr- spent by municipalities. 25 billion of that has gone irregularly, fruitlessly, or wastefully in auditor general terms. The results for the period 1 July 2017 to 30 June 2018 revealed that only 18 of the 257 municipalities assessed received clean audits. Half were unqualified. 12 of the municipalities with clean audits were in the Western Cape, two each in the Eastern, I mean two in the Eastern Cape, one in Gauteng, KZN and the Northern Cape. Not a single has a clean audit in the Free State, Limbobo and the Northwest Provinces. When you talk about skills... I think this is exactly it. Yeah, absolutely. I think from from how the results have come out, uh, quite shocking uh, and and something which is difficult to swallow. 
And if one traces the picture from province to province, for instance, uh, as you've painted a picture that the Western Cape uh, seems to be the one that enjoyed the highest uh, number of municipalities with clean audits. However, it has also declined. Mm. I think the big picture that we are seeing is there's gross non-compliance to the Municipal Finance Management Act. And the fact that, you know, there seems to be ineptitude that has crept in uh, from the discipline that was uh, in place. If you look at the figure of uh, irregular expenditure, uh, not to uh, defend it in any way or to go to the side of uh, defending it, but what that number shows is that there is lack of critical planning before uh, the procurement of services is uh, embarked upon. So not all of it uh, may be fine to be sure. as, as uh, not uh, within the law, but it simply means that there may have been deviations uh, from the, uh, 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 the the supply chain management process for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the services may have been critical, but it still points back to the lack of critical planning. If you look at the uh, planning mes- uh, methodology within the municipality, the SDBIP, or Service Delivery Budget Implementation Plan, is one that should be guiding each and every officer within the municipality to follow a particular timeline, be it uh, in the building of roads, be it in the f- uh, uh, maintenance of streetlights, be it in the, uh, whatever service uh, uh, within the municipality. Whenever things are done too late and there's no planning, uh, it, it ends up you know, becoming something which is a problem and there's a rush job and there may be a position where they appoint uh, not the suitable service providers to be able to deliver the service in that way. So what we are seeing is we want we need to go back to the basics of planning and planning well in advance, not within the financial year. Now that we're going to the new financial year, there needs to be critical planning uh, that at least is embarked upon so that even the supply chain management processes are followed uh, through uh, in the correct manner so that you don't find yourself uh, sitting with uh, irregular expenditure or unauthorized expenditure uh, within within the municipality. Very quickly, very quickly. You just want to onboard some of our listeners and for those who are at home and want to contribute, 891 Keep your comments short, please. Um, Mr. Oleni, Mielani Oleni, irregular expenditure is per se not necessarily a bad thing. It's definitely not the same as fruitless and wasteful. Just quickly establish the distinction between fruitless and wasteful and irregular so that the listeners know that, for instance, what was happening in the KZN and those floods, they would have caused, obviously, irregular expenditure. Not to say that that expenditure on its own would have been fruitless. It wouldn't have been wasteful Absolutely. because it was responding to an emergency. Absolutely. So, so for instance, uh, I mean, to take a very simple example, uh, to purchase a bottle of water, you obviously have to follow the process, whether you advertise through a mini tender or whatever process that uh, you, 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 you go through. If you find that there is totally no bottle of water, just as a, a simple example, mm. Uh, then you have to go down to checkers and go and buy that uh, water or whatever service provider. It means that you may even buy that bottle of water at a higher price, whoever the service provider is. But had you gone through the right kind of planning, which is uh, to follow the process and to make sure that you compare the quotations to the point where you are able to identify who has the best price, and who has the best quality, for instance. Mm. You will end up uh, finding someone perhaps who has an inflated price and the quality is not uh, to the tune. In the case of disasters, this is something which is obviously unavoidable, where, for instance, uh, you have to now go and uh, supply water through the water tankers because it's not something that is common uh, or normal cause of the municipality, but you may have to go and source a service 
uh, where someone goes and supplies water to the various communities simply because the supply of water has been cut. Fruitless expenditure is very simple. You can go and buy a teaspoon for 200 rand. You know, which is something that uh, you you it, you can never you, justify. You, sure. you can you can never justify. So that is fruitless expenditure and something where you pay someone money where they have not performed uh, the, the 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 job or if they have not even completed the job or they are not even qualified uh, sure. to be able to uh, complete that particular exercise. Let's move so on. those would be the two differences. But however, if you look at the regular side, there also has to be planning uh, cycles that are followed so that in case of disasters. Either there's a panel in place or there's a pool of service providers who can be activated. Mr. Holeni, hold the thought. Mr. Holeni, I think we've got it. Hold the thought, please. I have to take a quick ad break before we take the final five minutes of the show. Please. On SAFM. We are pleased to hear you say that municipalities must be properly supported. The fact is that local government remains a lower priority in the government's books. This is a result of a centralized system of government which the ruling party sought during constitutional negotiations. We recall that as our chief negotiator, Mr. President. The IFU, on the other hand, sought decentralized governance, governance from the ground up. We wanted to empower local and district municipalities to become the drivers of economic development, service delivery, and social justice. We wanted strong local government so that the people would genuinely determine their own destiny. The dreams you espoused on Thursday, Mr. President, were national dreams, overarching dreams. But the dreamers, of course, are local people. We need local solutions. That's somebody who needs no introduction to the political landscape and would, for the most part, be correct. Here's another comment that I have in support of that and the complete neglect of lower tiers of our governance, Mr. Holin. The over-reliance on unfunded budgets, whether no appropriations have been made, by municipalities is one of the biggest problems facing the viability in fact of municipalities for instance what is currently taking place amatlat Staterheim, traditionally where there is no money they continue to pay they dip into the reserves until there's absolutely in the true sense nothing to pay now the biggest loser in all of that are the employees who for most parts can even claim constructive dismissal against the municipalities for not paying them not one but two months worth of salary. So this neglect of what's taking place at municipal level is a serious problem, isn't it? So, so this is the ineptitude that we're seeing that has crept in. And in that way, if you look at, for instance, who must be presiding over the budget, there is obviously a manager or a director for budget who must be able to look at you know, whether the funds are available. But also on the other side of the equation, where municipality generates revenue, there also needs to be uh, oversight to ensure that uh, the, 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 the consumers or the, uh, uh, the ratepayers are paying for the services. They are being billed uh, correctly. And if you then look at uh, the two uh, individuals, budget as well as revenue, there's also a chief financial officer who must also be asking questions as to how is my budget doing? How is the revenue uh, coming along? There should also be an accounting uh, officer who is a municipal manager so you can just look at the chain of people as well as the controls uh, that must be in place to safeguard the fact that a budget must be funded a revenue must be collected 
uh, the CFO must be presiding over the finances all the way up uh, to the accounting officer who must also be looking at the fact that uh, the, the, the finances of the municipality are healthy and service delivery is there. So you can clearly see the breakdown in terms of uh, the functioning, uh, be it, for instance, uh, the vacancies uh, that were there or the lack of skills, or perhaps uh, it's a deliberate uh, disregard of uh, the municipal uh, manage, uh, finance, uh, uh, the MFMA uh, uh, legislation. And so in, in that, that case, case, and in that case, consequences should apply. Well, have and there this been? Is where, for instance, we're saying that committees such as the MPEC should be the ones that are enforcing and looking at those matters, as well as other Section 79 committees that must be in place uh, to, to ensure that uh, all of that uh, is dealt with. We have just under two minutes to go, and I think we cannot just leave it here for the sake of time. We're going to have to carry this conversation on after the news. But just briefly, for those who have just joined us, we are in conversation with uh, Group Chief Advisor, Mr. Mialani Olene of Ndiso Consulting, having a conversation about the health of municipalities. Municipal outcomes, I mean, municipal audit outcomes have dropped. This is no cause for celebration. If ever there was a new dawn, (laughs) the dusk has come as quickly as it has. 18 of the 257 municipalities assessed received clean audits. Half were unqualified. 12 of those in the 12 of those municipalities, 12 of the 18 were in the Western Cape, two in the Eastern Cape, one Gauteng, one KZN, one Northern Cape. That's okay in the context of this. Not a single municipality has a clean audit in the Free State, in Limpopo and the Northwest. Only 19% of municipalities could provide auditors with financial statements without material misstatements. Can we imagine if we were to be given a figure as to how many of those municipalities could provide auditors with financial statements without any misstatements? That figure would go up, of course. And this is a serious problem. It's 2059. We're going to have to carry on this conversation. A reminder, this is The Viewpoint, 891 that's the number to call. We have literally 45 plus 1, 46 minutes left of this show. Top of the hour, immediately as soon as we are done with Mr. Mielani Oleni, we will be in conversation with Professor Ben Turok, who contributed massively to the Freedom Charter. We, and we know, of course, today it's its 64th anniversary since its conclusion and adoption on the 26th day of June 1955 in Cliptown. So please do stay tuned and keep the SMSs coming 0614-104-107. It's now 21 hours. It's time for the news with Mr. Greg Hose. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. On the viewpoint. Good evening, South Africans. 26 June, we're in conversation with Mr. Mielani Olenindiso Consulting's Group Chief Advisor, talking to us about the municipal audits recently released as early as today by the Auditor General, Mr. Gimimakwetu, who is at pains to say that if only 26% of municipalities take consequence management seriously, open close quote, we might as well close shop. And they don't have the enforcement authority. Can we talk very briefly for two minutes, please, Mielani? Um, how bad it is when consequence management is not taken seriously? Well, the net result of it is that uh, you find this impunity that creeps into the municipality and you are finding a culture where there's undermining of the leadership within the municipality. So in as much as 
there are skilled professionals who have been uh, duly hired. Uh, if uh, there are people who are, for instance, uh, seemingly wanting to uh, overflex their muscles, uh, due to whatever reason, whether it's uh, claiming of connections or claiming of whatever, or representing the community in this way and the other way, it becomes bad because, as you can see, there's a total breakdown in the structures. If you look at, for instance, you know, the, the Eastern Cape, which has the highest irregular expenditure of $7 billion, you need to only ask, you know, what was it that uh, has, has led to something like uh, that uh, type of expenditure? So from our side, if you look at where also the Auditor General has powers from Parliament to take action, you can exactly see that uh, the willingness in terms of leadership, uh, we need to make sure that the leaders that are there are the ones that uh, really take uh, action because the, the taking of uh, action means that the, the community uh, is safeguarded, the services are delivered properly, and you have less uh, industrial actions or strikes you know, that uh, take place within uh, various municipalities, which also, uh, if there are strikes, you know, lead to a breakdown with regards to the service provision and damage of uh, property and so on. So the municipalities, in essence, are held back. Uh, by lack of consequences because the next person who comes in mm-hmm. may take that as an example so that they continue along the bad trajectory. So, so brazen. That, that, it, it's key for us to make sure that there's governance, uh, proper governance is followed within the municipality and legislation uh, is complied with. Yes, of uh, course. And, 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 and what we clearly don't give sufficient allowance to or make sufficient allowance for is how brazen those who have an interest in this bleak audit outcome in the, in the sense that we know in October last year, M. Fule in Nifanabel Park, in her bed, one of the members of the staff of the AG was shot at not because of anything else, but because she was clearly going to uncover more of what is this rot in the municipal space. Yeah, we see also, also as well a number of municipalities which have set up the hotlines. So one thing that we also encourage uh, ratepayers and co- uh, uh, consumers out there is to use those hotlines uh, in case they see anything which is suspicious. Of course, we want a local government sector which is safe, a local government which is progressive and a local government which is uh, very constructive in terms of uh, building the lives of uh, various uh, uh, community people. So from our side, we take a dim view as well with regards to any kind of intimidation that may take place to any official or any officer that is charged with carrying out their duties. Uh, so we would advocate that uh, at least so there must be a proper governance uh, within the municipality. And if you look at how the local government system is set up, yes, there needs to be improvements in terms of uh, looking at uh, how to improve the system. But however, there is legislation at least that is in place. There may be regulations that may need to be put in place to improve things. But safety is one of the key uh, cornerstones of how local government should operate. Last question to you, Mr. Mielani of Ndiso Consulting Group, Chief Advisor. Let's talk about state institutions per Section 41 of the Constitution collaborating. Section 5.1, for instance, of the Public Audit Act coming through as an amendment through the Public Audit Amendment Bill now wants some of what ultimately is the province of the contracting authority, the municipality. That because of the lack of consequence management, the Auditor General, correctly so for that matter, is now trying to rest some of that initiative, some of those powers upon itself to say, if 
after a year, you do not have credible reasons as to why you have not followed up in terms of recovering whatever it is that the Auditor General report says you must have done. Personal liability, or you must make representations as to why in your personal capacity you should not be held liable. And in this regard, other state institutions like, the, for instance, the Competition Commission will be brought in to assist that work. It, have, it, have, it has, of course, come to that level. How do you anticipate that this collaborative effort, both in terms of other state institutions coming on board to correct the public procurement enterprise, but more importantly, the initiative that is now being rested by the AG's office itself, how do you anticipate it might pan out? Last question, one minute, please. Look, in as much as it's a positive step which uh, uh, the AG has uh, taken, uh, and as much as uh, from our side, you know, our advice was to say that the municipalities through the MFMA as well as the, uh, the Municipal Systems Act have sufficient uh, structures that can ameliorate as well as deal with whatever uh, uh, discourse that takes place within a municipality. As soon as you start having other institutions that uh, would be uh, jumping into the municipality, it becomes really difficult for the municipality to be able to govern itself. So you may end up with a situation where municipality must account to a number of institutions over and above itself, which uh, may cause, in some cases, unintended consequences of lack of progress. It remains to be seen. Nonetheless, thank you so much for your contributions. I, for one, am sold. The contributions of the AG of the last... uh, the last decade really have been to say guys all is not well let's rally up together and that injunction as per section 41 of the constitution is ultimately key and we wait with bated breath in terms of empowering this very critical chapter 9 institution to correct a pattern that is all too all too concerning for many south africans thank you so much mr mielani olin indiso consulting group chief executive quick ad break before we go through to professor ben turok